This podcast is brought to you by Two More Reps Coffee Beans. Get your two more reps with this natural pre-workout. Buy your bag at twomoreps.com.au. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Alright, I'm going to run solo again today. And some of my podcasts, some of my topics, I like to um, sort of recover old information. You know, I'm fortunate enough to have an audience that um, will uh, grow over time. You know, I've been doing this for over a couple of years now, over 100 episodes. And every now and then it's good to sort of touch base and rehash on um, existing information that's still very, very relevant um, unfortunately, you know, in today's world, in today's health and fitness industry in particular, we're so overwhelmed with lots and lots of information that it becomes cloudy. You don't actually know what to do, which direction ahead, what's right for you, um, you know, what's what's suitable, what's healthy, what's not, what's, uh, um, you know, a, a, a fad, what's not. So it's important to sort of get the, the basics. And, and at the end of the day, that's what health and fitness is, it, it comes down to the bare basics and knowing the basics really, really well and doing them really, really well. Um, and I'm going to call today's podcast the not-so-secret or not-so-secrets to health, to weight loss, the not-so-secrets to weight loss. I finally got there because there is no secret, okay? There's no fancy diet. There's no magic shake. There's no um, fasting period that, that magically increases your metabolism. Um, there's no specific way to train. It's all down to the bare basics. You know, at the end of the day, when we look back, you go back a hundred years. Um, you know, what we had to work with was uh, food from the ground, food from the trees, and animals, and that's it in terms of nutrition. And then obviously, training's evolved over the years um, due to science and evolution and and, and evidence-based practices. But for the most part, it's it's really simple. So what I want to do today is just go through a couple of different stages that you may be at as an individual in terms of your current health and fitness journey and simple ways to improve that. So whether your goal is weight loss, whether your goal is just body recomposition, whether you want to improve your metabolism, um, whether you want to just feel better and, and you're sick of feeling flat and tired, um, all of these things sort of fall into the same boat. So hopefully this will answer a few questions. And as I always say, make sure you reach out and ask questions. The more we learn, and a lot of people fail to do this, whether it's due to arrogance or I already know, I know this, I know that, and a lot of guys will fall into that category, but many people will question, um, you know, what's right for them. So don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to do research. Don't be afraid to do some personal development and study to better your own position. You know, if you do it for a job, why don't you do it for yourself? At the end of the day, we only live once and we only have our health to look after. But I'll start from the beginning. So a beginner, a greenhorn, someone who has very little knowledge around health and fitness, right? But they want to improve and that's great. That's great. They might do a little bit of walking here and there, maybe walk the dog, maybe they play um, some touch football or some indoor netball or, you know, maybe they ride their bike or go surfing on the weekends. So there's a little bit of activity there. They're an outdoorsy sort of person, okay? If you fit into that category or even less than that and where there's no activity, that's okay. But my advice to you is if you want to make a change, if you want to 
change your appearance, your aesthetics, your composition, then firstly, based on that scenario, you need to improve your activity levels. So whether you join a gym, and I know gyms can be daunting, and that's a whole other conversation, but whether you join a gym, group fitness, um, exercise more, go for more walks, increase your, um, your walking to running or jogging, ride your bike more, swimming more, like things like that will immediately improve your energy expenditure, thereby burning more calories, thereby long-term, um, allowing you to obviously change your physique. Now, when we talk body recomposition, obviously that is primarily primarily based around weight training. Weight training improves your composition because the idea of changing your composition is reduction in body fat and increasing muscle mass or lean tissue. And that's not to say you're going to get massive, but it's going to improve your appearance and give you more quality muscle, more dense muscle, um, which improves your physical appearance at the end of the day. So for a beginner, heighten your activity. Increase your activity. If you join a gym, great, great, fantastic. Start training weights. You know, I'm a. Everyone knows I'm a big believer in weight training for a number of reasons. One, obviously, because it's my bread and butter and what I do, and obviously supports bodybuilding and all that sort of stuff. But the the long term health benefits are so significant. You know, we're talking bone density improvement. We're talking joint mobility and joint strength. We're talking overall structural uh, strength improvement. We're talking cognitive functional improvement we're talking hormonal regulation um you know heart control like there's so many things that are benefited from regular weight training and yes it's hard yes it hurts from time to time but that's a good thing you've got to embrace that pain that threshold because you become better for it and you develop some significant mental resilience as well but i'm getting off topic so in terms of training obviously we increase activity if you're at that beginner level now in terms of nutrition if you've got no idea firstly you need to determine what you're going to do in terms of your goal okay do you want to lose some weight okay let's go down that path so losing weight is simple you need to be in a calorie deficit right so if you're just eating willy-nilly and, and probably eating too much and you generally know when you're eating too much you know particularly if it's more processed stuff takeaway stuff um, more regular regular um, eating things like that then it's a simple case of reducing your intake okay and there's a number of ways you can do that and a lot of people are fearful of reducing their intake because they're fearful of being hungry so you don't have to go from zero to 100 in this circumstance. Just make some simple swaps that will reduce your calories without reducing the overall volume of intake. Simple things like going from full cream milk to skim milk in your coffee, right? Simple. Remove the sugar from your coffee. Simple. Or swap the sugar for a sweetener. Simple. Um, you know, going from ice cream to, say, yogurt and protein powders as a um, after-dinner treat. Um, getting rid of a lot of the fatty foods that you eat. Like a perfect example, and I've said this before on a podcast, many people, particularly in Australia, go for the, the half avo, sourdough, eggs and bacon breakfast, right? Because they believe it's healthy. And look, it is to a certain extent. You're getting a lot of healthy fats, a lot of micronutrients, but it is very heavy fat. In fact, a breakfast like that would effectively be the entire fat intake for your day, which means you shouldn't be eating any more fat throughout the day, lunch or dinner. And a lot of people aren't aware of that. They think it's healthy because it's avocado, it's uh, sourdough, which is a healthier version of bread, um, eggs, which are good for you, yes, and uh, and obviously bacon. So that needs to be cut down. So whether you cut down the portion sizes, if you want to stick with that breakfast, you go from two eggs to one, you um, go from a full rash of bacon to the um, uh, the medallion bacon, or uh, what's it called, the, the, the rindless bacon, where you know a lot of the fat is removed, um, I'd even remove the sourdough bread because it's heavy in fat as well as carbohydrate and switch it out for like a wrap 
and you know half the, the half the size of your avocado straight away um, you know you've done yourself some due diligence you've removed a lot of fat from your intake but you've kept the breakfast relatively the same and if you wanted to bulk it out with a little bit more volume just add a bit more fruit and veg like some some um, chopped up tomato and some balsamic some spinach um, you could have had a bowl of fruit on the side pineapple grapes watermelon all really good for you all really clean and all really low on calories so there's a great substitute now alternatively if you wanted to start from scratch my go-to breakfast and this is one i do recommend a lot is oats oats are fantastic okay you can get a lot of volume out of oats and they go a long long way so a bowl of oats um, you can add some protein powder to it to flavor it so if you're Vice is chocolate, salted caramel, like the, the amount of flavors you can get in protein powders these days are incredible. Uh, Choc mint, banana, strawberry, um, so you can have a flavor to your oats and then, you know, a bunch of strawberries and blueberries on top. Um, maybe a, a, just a very small handful of shaved almonds for some crunch. Um, and you can even have a dollop of Greek yogurt on top of that. And that is a clean, healthy breakfast and a really nutritious one too. So straight away, you're removing a lot of fat from your diet and you're adding more nutrition and more carbohydrate in at the start of the day, which will provide you with more energy. Now, if we move to lunch, this, again, simple is best. Simple is smart. Um, salad, chicken, right? It's so, so simple. Pre-cook up, you know, 150, 200 grams of chicken breast. Uh, salad can be made up of spinach leaves, lettuce, shallots, grated carrot, tomato, onion if you want a dressing go with a light balsamic vinegar maybe 20 25 mils no more um, because if you add like the french dressing or italian dressing or um thousand island dressing straight away heavy in fat any any cream based dressings like mayo heavy in fat um because at the end of the day we do over consume on fat it's it's a given so that that way you've got a really fulfilling salad good source of protein and if you're not a chicken person you can have turkey breast um, you can cut up, cook, pre-cook like rump steak. Rump steak is the leanest of the red meat or kangaroo if you're into kangaroo. Um, you know, there's options available there and that's a really healthy option and it'd be filling too. Then we move to dinner. Same thing applies, protein and vegetables, all right? Vegetables are a ready supply. Now, a lot of people are fearful of potato. They think potato is evil. No, it's not. It's not. It's a starchy vegetable because it's a root vegetable, but it's a complex carbohydrate and it's something that we need. So whether it be sweet potato, white potato, that's okay. Sweet potato from a nutritional perspective is slightly better because of the micronutrients, but either or is fine. And then you can have some, uh, you know, some boiled carrots. Um, green vegetables are really important because of the micronutrient content. So broccoli, uh, zucchini, green beans, asparagus, a bit of spinach leaves as well. Have a big piece of like 200, 250 grams of rump steak. Again, it's a lean cut of red meat and a good iron source as well. If steak's not your go, um, you can have a white fleshed fish. You can have squid, not deep fried. Uh, prawns, not deep fried. Um, you can get the extra lean mince um, as well. So there's options, there's plenty of options. And the way you cook it too, gives you variety. You know, you can pan fry it, you can barbecue it, you can uh, bake it in the oven, you can use salt, pepper, herbs, spices. Like these things are all available at your disposal to vary it up a little bit. But that's the simplicity of it. It's gonna be filling, it's gonna be wholesome, it's gonna be healthy, and it's gonna meet the brief in terms of you wanting to drop a little bit of body fat. Now. I hear you saying, what about snacks in between? What about dessert? Well, that's simple. Uh, for, for snacks, the best source of snack food is fruit. 
Of course. Look, we live in Australia. We've got an abundant supply of fruit and it's seasonal. So 100 grams of watermelon, 100 grams of pineapple, 100 grams of grapes, um, cut up an apple or have a whole apple. They're readily available. You know, these things are so readily available and so clean and so healthy. It's not funny. They also provide a great source of carbohydrate. If you want something a little bit um, more savory, then you can go down the, the route of rice cakes or corn thins, the plain ones, and then a bit of Vegemite on top. That'll give you a good salty, sort of bitter, savory um, taste. And then for dessert, okay, here's a good one. This is really, really good. Plain Greek Chobani yogurt, right? Get your tub. I think it's 190 grams, 170 grams. Add a, a scoopful of your preferred protein powder. Mix it all together. Now, if you have, if you've ever tasted the the plain Chobani yogurt on its own, it's quite bitter because there's obviously no sweetness in it. There's no sugar in it. Um, it's purely just Greek yogurt protein based. But if you add protein powder to it, stir it all around, and maybe put it in the freezer for 20 minutes, you've got yourself a delicious mousse, and it is a game changer. Forget the ice cream, forget the the pre-packeted processed puddings or chocolate, whatever. This is a game changer. So I'd certainly recommend trying it, and you can obviously add elements to it. If you want a little bit of crunch, maybe a tiny couple of um, almonds to to, to uh, grate up and put in there. Um, you know, dust off a little bit of chocolate powder on top, um, some berries on top of that. Like you can you can really make it something special. So that would be my go-to for dessert. And straight away, that is a very healthy day of food. It's filling. It's going to meet the brief. It gives you clean protein in nearly every meal, which will keep you satiated and stop you from being hungry, which means you won't pick as much. And it's going to help you achieve those goals without you having to calorie count or calorie track, which I know is overwhelming for some people. People think you've got to eat these exorbitant um, recipes and stuff like that. It's not overcomplicated. It's nutritious and it's easy to prepare and plan in advance. So that would be my go-to as a beginner. Now, intermediate. So someone who's been training a while, uh, someone who kind of has a good understanding of eating clean or, <laughs> I love this saying, they say, oh, I, I eat good, I, you know, I eat pretty good, I eat reasonable, you know, I eat healthy. I hear that so much. But unless you actually understand the concepts of calories and what's in various food, you really don't know. So what you don't know, you don't know. And you can't say that you eat pretty healthy because all you're doing is assuming that what you're eating is healthy. So it's a, it's a complete assumption. It's based on no education, no uh, qualification, no scientific background. It's purely an assumption because of what you've seen on social media or on TV or what you assume to be healthy in terms of, like I said, that breakfast with avocado and sourdough and eggs. Yes, that could be classified as healthy, but does it meet the goal that you're pursuing? So for someone who's an intermediate lifter, okay, so firstly, we'd have to look at your training. If you're a regular weight trainer, are you training hard enough? Are you training intense enough? Are you training correctly? Is your technique good? Is your range of motion good? All right. Are you following a program where you're just walking in and making it up as you go along? So that's that's a big no-no. And secondly, is your nutrition supporting what you're actually doing in the gym? Are you eating enough? Are you eating too little? Maybe you're not eating enough. And this is a, a big problem for a lot of people. A lot of people, particularly females, and I mean that with all due respect, uh, under eat on their protein, they under eat on their calories overall because they believe in order to lose weight and lose fat, they have to eat low and train really, really hard and often. When in point of fact is your performance in the gym is dictated by the amount of fuel that you consume, right? You're not going to drive to Sydney on half a tank of gas, are you? So you need to give your gas tank a full 
uh, you need to fill it up completely with quality fuel. The other um, example I like to use is if you've got a you know half a million dollar Ferrari parked in a garage, you're not going to put mud in the fuel tank. You're not going to put water in the fuel tank. You're not going to put kerosene in the fuel tank. You're going to go to a premium petrol station and get the best possible petrol they have to ensure that the longevity of the engine is sustained and the performance of the car is optimal. That's how we need to look at our body. We need to fuel it with the best quality stuff we can to make sure that it is sustainable and optimal at the same time. So if you're an intermediate lifter and you've been regularly going to the gym but you're not getting the results, firstly look at your training. Is it programmed? Is it programmed correctly? Secondly, look at your nutrition. Okay, Break it down. Let's see if you're eating enough. Let's see if you're not eating too much. Let's make sure that you're eating enough protein. Every single individual on this planet is different in terms of their body composition, in terms of their metabolism, in terms of their genetic makeup. So food and training needs to be customized to the individual. So, so important. You can't utilize or take full advantage of a cookie cutter program. As a beginner, yes, because you're going from zero to say 20 because you're actually increasing activity following something. So that's a really good step. But as an intermediate lifter or as an intermediate trainer, it needs to go even further than that. You need to customize your approach. So that would be my approach. <clears throat> and the, the example I gave of the, the meals before, again, would apply to someone in the intermediate realm because you're tidying up your diet. You're probably eating a little bit off script. Maybe you're really clean Monday to Friday, but then the weekends get away from you and you're having takeaway and beers and all sorts of stuff. So that might need to be looked at as well. So there's a number of avenues there. But again, it's not a secret. There's no, you know, the people that, that, that spruik all these fancy diets and things, you know, there's nothing wrong with a, a very specific diet, you know, examples being the carnivore, the Mediterranean, the paleo, the, the vegan, um, you know, uh, the 16-8 fasting, um, high carb, low fat, high fat, low carb, ketogenic, like there's nothing wrong with all of them. But it, you need to follow a plan that's going to be sustainable long term for you. If you go on one of those diets, can you sustain it long term without breaking it? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Um, so let's move on to advanced. So advanced, this is a good one. So for, this is for anyone who trains regularly and well over five days, five days or more a week, um, has a very good understanding of nutrition, but they still are not getting the results that they want. They either... You know, maybe you're a crossfitter and you're not seeing the results. And I've had this a lot where crossfitters will come over to me and I'll actually customize their training and nutrition to suit. <clears throat> um, and I'm not picking on crossfitting at all. I love crossfit. It's an amazing sport. I love watching it. But as an advanced lifter, this is where customization really comes to its own. Programming really comes to its own. Nutrition profiling really comes to its own. You've got to get really specific and really methodical in the approach to ensure that you can get the next... You know, if you're a an advanced lifter, obviously you've you've almost hit a ceiling in terms of your potential. So we've got to squeeze the orange and get that extra one to two percent out of your physique, that one to two percent out of your training, that one to two percent out of your nutrition to ensure that you continually advance. Because that's what you want. You want to progress at every you know all the time. That's what life's about. It's about improving, advancing, learning, um, progressing. <clears throat> so, but you know, the further you go along at a higher level the smaller those advancements become because your body adapts, your mind adapts, and it becomes just general lifestyle. So it is important to get a professional to help you, someone who's well advanced in the areas that you're trying to pursue, whether it be weight loss, fat loss, body recomposition, metabolic adaptation, um, bodybuilding, uh, CrossFit, 
whatever. Like if you are specific about growing your quads, for example, well, you need to find someone that's got good qualifications and skill sets in that area and will write a program specific to that type of development and then obviously support that with nutrition. So that's just one <clears throat> example. But as an advanced athlete, you have to, like me as a um, as a bodybuilder. I've endorsed a coach. I've employed a coach. He's been working with me now for close to uh, a year and a half, in fact. Um, you know, and I wouldn't do it myself. No way. I <clears throat> I'd rather employ someone who has the skill set, the runs on the board, the experience, obviously the qualifications, and the know how to get me to my next goal. Sorry, while I have a drink of water. Um, and we should never be fearful or afraid of getting help. Like that's something that I think it's more a male thing. You know, I know what to do. I know how to train. I train really well. I eat good. I'm bulking. I'm dirty bulking. You know, all these sorts of phrases I hear all the time. But if you really break it down and have a look at it, maybe you need to learn from someone who has a different perspective on things or more understanding or more education than you do. That's okay. Put the ego aside and learn from someone. We as creatures are always evolving, always learning. And in health and fitness, we should always be learning because it is an ever-evolving, rotating door of science, evidence-based practices, and it will continue to change. You know, what health and fitness looks like now compared to what it will look like in 10 years' time will probably be chalk and cheese. It really will because of the amount of science that's gone into, um, you know, different methods and practices and all sorts of stuff. So... It will continually evolve, so you need to evolve with it in order to um, in order to progress. And don't be fearful of change. Yeah, I know as we get older, and I put my hand up and, and admit to this, I don't like change too much. But if it's going to be for the betterment of my health, of my physique, of my business, of my family life, as me as a dad, as a husband, then I will take it on board. I will do my research. I'll make a, a clear-cut decision on, on whether it's going to suit me or not, and I will do it. Like, I'm, I'm right now about to um, embark on some study for my own professional development. I've also got personal development courses that I'm trying to uh, get done as well. So those sorts of things should be on the go all the time. They're really important, um, you know, because if we're just sitting still, we're not actually doing anything. We're treading water, waiting to die. Who wants to wait to die? I'd rather live life to fulfillment and make sure every day is a really, really good day, is a kick-ass day, and I've achieved plenty, rather than just wasting it away, watching TV or playing video games or not really doing anything at all. I'm uh, getting off topic there, but yeah. So as a beginner, as an intermediate, as an advanced person, you know, there's ways to further progress your health and fitness journey, particularly around weight loss. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to get assistance. Um, you know, if, if it's a financial thing, a lot of good coaches and trainers offer free consultations. Now, look, the objective of a consultation is obviously to get you on board as a client, but you can still get a lot of good information out there. There's so much free information online through a lot of um, websites, YouTube. You know, there's a lot of free courses that you can do, all these sorts of things. So don't be afraid to pursue those to get a further understanding. But at the end of the day, don't let time or money become an excuse for your lack of involvement in, in, and lack of priority with your health. I say it time and time again, time is not an excuse and money should not be an excuse. Money should be in, be invested into you in terms of your health. You know, I pay a lot of money for my coach, I pay a lot of money for training um, and obviously the further education that I do as well and I would pay more if I had the time to do it and I'm not using time as an excuse. I, I physically don't have more time within the day 
to make myself available. But what I am doing is more than enough for what I need at this point in time. But people do use time as an excuse, they use finances as an excuse, and I know times are tight, but if you don't look after your health, what else do you have? If your health goes downhill really fast because you haven't been looking after it, you know, if you're, um, you know, 20 years from now, you might suffer from osteoporosis and, and have heard this podcast and gone, damn, I wish I had have gone to in, improve my strength training. Or you might have a bad back that gives way or your knees buckle or, you know, um, you start to, to have an immune deficiency or I don't know, like I'm just giving random examples, but you get my point. Look after your health now. So if you fall into one of those categories, beginner, intermediate, advanced, make a change. Look at what you're doing and make those changes. And that, like I said, they don't have to be from zero to 100. That's what a lot of people try and do, and that's why it's not sustainable, because you're trying to make too many changes at once. Stick to the basics, all right? Stick to the basics. Make some subtle changes, make some food swaps, increase your training from four days to five. Like, you know, go for a, a walk that's 40 minutes rather than 30, or go twice in a week rather than once in a week. Like all of these things will play a significant role in improving your overall health and fitness. It really will. And eliminate bad habits from your day. Negative habits that poorly influence the way you behave, poorly influence the way you think, and poorly influence the way you're trying to improve yourself. If you're someone that says, oh, I really need to make a change, or I really need to improve myself, or I really need to do this, do that, but you're not doing anything about it, it's probably because you're set in your ways and you don't have those positive influences around you. It could be toxic people that are surrounding you. I listened to, um, and I've said this on previous podcasts, Atomic Habits. I cannot rave about this book enough. Um, and they talked about, I can't remember what it's called, but whereby you actually rate your um, activities or your habits each and every day. So for example, you, uh, you can rate it positive, negative, or neutral. So you look at everything you do in the morning. You wake up, that's a positive, right? The alarm goes off, that's a positive. You check your phone, that's a negative. Okay, you go to the bathroom, that's a neutral. All right, you make breakfast, that's a positive. Um, you walk outside and, and do some grounding, that's a positive. You turn the TV on, that's a negative. All right, you start complaining about your day, that's a negative. Like if you actually did an audit on yourself um, of a morning and see how many negatives there actually are, it would probably astound you and give you an opportunity to go, hang on a second, I need to make some subtle changes here. Don't check my phone as soon as I wake up. Don't turn the TV on as soon as I wake up. Look after my headspace. Do some positive thinking. Do some meditation. Reinforce my, my um, positivity and gratitude. Things like that can be a simple change, but such an effective one. So I will finish on that. I think I've made my point. There are no secrets to weight loss. There are no secrets to body recomposition. It is simply doing the simple things right. Smart changes, smart swaps, do the simple things right, make it effective, make it long-term, keep the habits in play, keep your routine in play, get rid of the negativity, and I guarantee you, you will have success. Other than that, seek assistance. Reach out to a professional and get some assistance and it'll be well worth it because at the end of the day, we have our health and if we don't have our health, we're basically treading water till death. And as much as a, a, a morbid statement that is, sometimes we need to hear the dark truth to make ourselves make some change. So I'll leave you on that. Have a wonderful day. Now, if you're interested in any of my coaching services, please reach out um, or go to paulsbodyengineering.com. And as I, oh, no, not before I wind off, make sure you share this story on my, uh, on this podcast, uh, share this story across your stories. 
uh, sorry, share this podcast across your stories. I'm putting too many words together now. And tag myself at Paul's Body Engineering if you have enjoyed it. And as I say to every client, every single day, have a great day.